Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to the Addicted Fishing Podcast. We are sitting back in the old podcast studio again. I'm going to get back at it and hopefully start recording these things weekly again. That's right. The day of COVID though, it's just you and I and we are maintaining social distancing. <laughs> That's right. That is right. But before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much to our sponsor, Nick Wax. They're our official podcast sponsor. If you guys haven't checked these out, it's an amazing product that allows you to basically wash and restore your Gore-Tex or your waterproof gear. So drop, there's some links down below. Make sure you guys check that stuff out, hit the links, go check out Nick Wax. And thank you to them for sponsoring the podcast. Now we gotta get into it. No guys, thanks for tuning back in. I know it's been a little while since we've done it, obviously with the way of the world and uh, what's been going on and, and you know, with, you know where we were at a month ago to where we're at now, it's, it's things have definitely changed, you know, as far as, uh, you know, learning what we can and can't do and, and having a little more understanding what's going on but we felt that uh, we needed to get back in here and get a podcast for you guys we got a lot to talk about tonight um, you know and also we can also do this in maintaining our social distancing our know? six feet that's right got to keep that six feet down so uh, I mean I'm gonna just be perfectly honest it is April 22nd right now yeah if the if it's not open up back by May 4th I'm gonna just be open myself to doing whatever I want to do Man, you, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny how we all somehow just settled on this May 4th call, you know, and I think it's just, uh, with the with the way the powers that be with this fishing closure and whatnot, yeah, a lot of anglers and a lot of people are saying that. They're saying that May 4th, and, you know, the reality is, is if we all think that that's like some kind of opening day and just kind of with what, you know, our governor's been kind of throwing down the gauntlet as far as these last two uh, press conferences, one he just had a couple hours before this podcast, I mean... It's 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 kind of unnerving how much outcry there is from the anglers. I mean, we're making national television. I mean, we're making national television now on the fact that Washington State still can't fish, and yet, still the only state in the entire United States. Still the only state, and yet there's states that are performing better than us in COVID. There's states that are performing worse than us COVID that are still fishing. But the bottom line is, like, I don't think we can attribute to like additional cases to COVID. And then on top of that, two days ago he comes out, makes this statement, and he mentions. That he was that there'll be an ease of restrictions in a couple days of recreation. Of recreation. Well, we're the only recreators besides outside team sports, hunting and fishing, hunting and fishing that that are the only ones restricted right now. I mean, so like, but then he had a press conference today where basically he just chastised the local sheriffs that are basically saying they're not going to enforce anything. Politics aside, that's just what he did today i mean but there was no mention of any of this recreation and this fishing so i feel like we're just kind of stuck in this this quagmire where people are looking at that may 4th understanding that there's a stay home stay safe order understanding that Inslee is indicating that he's going to extend it and uh, whether or not our fish and wildlife department is going to extend with it it's very uh it's 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 definitely a, a trying time i yeah. guess if you will yeah hey you know it's weird because you see you see both so many sides of the spectrum. You, you see these people on the one side that are like, you guys are a bunch of big babies. Why do you keep complaining about not being able to go fishing while you have all these people dying? Right. And then you have the people on the other side that are like, what the hell, let us go fishing, you know? And it's it's weird. I don't know, I don't know what to think about these people that are on this far other side of the i just don't get what they're where they're coming from with it do you you know what no. i mean like well i mean a month like you know like i said before a month ago you know where our department was where we were as an uneducated as far as social distancing society right 
we're it, it was a completely different place that it is right now. And so, like, I'm not going. I'm going to give the WDFW just a little. I'm going to give them a little bit of a slide on the closure. I I don't think that it was appropriate. I feel like there could have been some other things that are, were done. But I've had some pretty high-level conversations with people within the department, in the upper parts of, the, in the decision-making part of the department, in the last few days, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that a month ago, that was different to what it is now, and hmm. now. You know, we've got this problem where basically let it, our, our let governor... Let it be known that New York is still fishing. Let it be known that everybody's still fishing. In fact, okay. the only state that has but the, the most... But the excuse that has been used right. is that Washington is so much worse off. I see that excuse used right. all the time. There are states across the entire United States that are way worse off than us. Absolutely. And there's states that are better. So, like, the argument goes, you know, you don't... Washington State is not like New York. It, you know, it, it, that population's way more... Connected. It's not like Texas, but it is very similar to Oregon. And I'm going to keep bringing up Oregon because you have these I-5 really big metropolitan areas. Then you have a coast. And then you have an east side of the state that does it. And so, like, yeah, the population in Washington is greater. There are more fishermen. But ultimately, like, the, the I, get, I guess you could use the demographics or the geography is kind of the same, right? Mm -hmm. Today... Thank God, today was the first 24-hour period that Oregon has not reported a death from the COVID-19. And over this last month, since that decision time that, to, to have these closures, and since that decision time where governors locked down state businesses, you know, Washington closed their fishing, Oregon did not. What Oregon hasn't seen is this like exponential increase in cases. They haven't seen increases in cases of some of their outlying areas, anything different than like what Washington does. So like you're not seeing this influx of movement of the hunters and fishermen. Like the data's not there. And so I always question, okay, you know, everybody's got feelings when it comes to this. You know, oh, I think this will happen. I feel this will happen. This is scary. So I'm going to feel, but show me the evidence. There is none. You know, show me the evidence. Like we, the actions that we took on May or March 23rd have been enough to curtail this, to, to bend the curve, as our politicians and people have said. They, it's enough to bend the curve even with or without fishing. But yet you've got in Washington this insanely huge public outcry, you know, asking our governor, why, you know, why can't we fish? And, and one thing I don't think that, I think that every day that this goes on further, you're going to see a worsening of this effect. You're going to see people get more and more outraged. There's been protests. There's been just outright people. And we've seen it on our platforms where they're going fishing and they're posting and they don't give two rips. Which I don't In the Columbia. <laughs> yeah, which I don't necessarily agree with. But, you know, and the other thing is that this is a connected shout out. world. Shout out to those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Much Anyways, respect, brothers. We'll play good cop, bad cop, and I'll say, don't do that. Obey the law, children. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying go out and do it. I'm just saying much giving, respect. Giving it the old tip of the hat. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the other thing is, like, we live in a connected world, and, you know, we have one state that's closed, and they're going on social media. They're, 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 I mean, what else are they doing? They're bored, right? They want to engage in fishing. They oh, go on geez. social media. They go on that, and they get to see what the other 49 states are doing, plus Mexico, plus Canada, are doing. And here we sit in the middle, like, Okay, I think it's, think it's time now. 
Like, I think it, it, it's time. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, it's, it, it's pretty Social media has been brutal. You can definitely see a lot of mad, angry dudes online all day long just and, wanting to and, go fishing. And you know what? And to be honest with you, I was one of them. Like, the way I, I kind of progressed through this, like, the first two days, I was mad as hell. Because, I mean, I canceled guide trips. I We moved. You know, we didn't know what was going on and how scary. I mean, they were thinking two million people could have could die from this. I mean, one death is enough, but two million people. I mean, the numbers were astronomical. Like they were, they were. I mean, no, there wasn't a person in this country that didn't have a concern about that. So even before the the, the March twenty third closure of the stay at home order, like even before that, we canceled trips. Told my wife and kids, look, we're just gonna stay home. There was rush on toilet paper. Remember that, everybody? Like, you can go to the store and buy toilet paper now. But for some reason, there was a rush on everything. And I told my wife and kids, you know what? We're going to sit. Let's just wait and see what happens. And you know what? When they do close this and I'm not able to work, you know, we'll go out and make some lemonade out of these lemons and, and go to go do our grocery fishing. And, and we'll get to spend some time. And then just two days later, they slammed that door well, basically, we watched every other state the freaking union fish, and that was not right as far as what I'm concerned. No. No. It's been... I've been sad. I actually went out last weekend on some private land and hiked into a lake that I knew of just to get out and do some fishing, caught a couple of trout. It was good. It was yeah. good to just feel the tug. Right. And, and I mean, and, and to that point, too, you know, the state, you know, a couple of things, you know, you know, now they're trying to, they're in this, like, quagmire of, like, we got to reopen. We want to, re, you know, the, I think our state fish wildlife managers want to reopen. Like, they do. Like, I think they've, they've heard from the angling community and the sportsman community across the state that, yeah, this is, not something that should happen, but now you know they they laid off a lot of their checkers. You know they've got to bring those guys back back. Um, they got to bring those guys back online. They've they've talked about not introducing other regulations that are going to cause like additional enforcement reactions or uh, inter, uh, interactions. Excuse me. So like some of these like county rules and well, you only can travel so far. Like is really tough to enforce. Like. We, they can recommend it, but how do you put teeth to that? Well, then you got to put laws in place, and then everybody knows how the bureaucracy of the state's going to work trying to interact, get new laws going. I mean, like, it's yeah. just like you're looking at this, like, big-picture thing, and it's like, damn, it, you know, looking at where we are now versus back then, now it's like, shoot, we should have never closed in the first place. It's real easy to see that now. You know, with like I said, with how Oregon and how some of these other states are performing, it's easy to say that. Back then, not so much. Now it is. But now they got to reopen. And I just you're don't see giving them so much benefit of the no, doubt. I'm giving. I'm going to give them a little you're bit. You're saying no other state closed. Right. Right. And I, not one. Okay, I, so I, no, not, there is zero argument. I they wish. made the wrong decision out of the gate. They and obviously they're never going to come out and say that, but they did. I. Period. Whether the numbers were whatever the what freaking if, numbers were. What if, though, like, I'll play devil's advocate just because I love doing that with you. And it makes for interesting podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Clint's over there shaking his head. Oh, God, no. What if on, Mar on March 23rd they closed fishing and then over the next two weeks, because nobody knew. See, that's the thing. We all have to be a little bit humbled by this because nobody knew what was going to happen. Right? What if they would have closed it on 23rd and then instead of the 10,000 cases in the state of Washington, it went to, like, 200 i'm just throwing numbers in the air i'm just saying like what if like we would have all it we would still all be has nothing to do with recreational hunting and fishing but what if it got that bad it d doesn't matter to me it still has nothing to do with taking our right to go out and hunt and fish 
I do not agree with it. I think it's a it's wrong. I would have liked it's to see them. You, you, it's 50 other states have proven that it was wrong. Right. 49, I mean. And what if it would have gone to 200 and... I it mean, did in know, other states. I know it didn't, but what I'm saying... No, it did. Other states had, were hit hard and they still kept right. fishing and hunting open. Because you know what? They sat in their rooms and they said... Fishing and hunting, yeah, these guys are going to go out on the water. They're going to, they're not going to be spreading it. They're going to be out in the wilderness. They were logical. We just, we just have a government and a that doesn't like recreational fishing. Say it how you want it. That's just how it is. They don't give a. Shit. They do not care about us. The, I'm not saying WDFW doesn't. I think at the end of the day, those guys are on our side. They want to fish. It's their job. It's their jobs. Like they're, They don't want to have to lay off their people that they work with and stuff. But our government does not care about fishing, period. I would have. I would agree. I know from some back, uh, you know, past governors and past, past, um, in, past uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Past. Uh, leaders? Past leaders, but no, administrations. Thank oh, you. Okay. Past administrations, though, you know, the Fish and Wildlife Department had seats at the cabinet table. Um and Inslee, when Inslee got into office, that was one thing that was eliminated. Like so, so our Fish and Wildlife Department doesn't have a seat at the table. And a lot of times, what I've heard is that some of the stuff that they get, you know, is, is kind of news. Why to would them. they do that? I don't think he thought that the State Department was big enough, was a large enough department to be there. I mean, you got to think there's like Department of Transportation. There's there's these other government entities that are that sit at that cabinet table that that they just don't anymore. And so I think some of the interactions might be a little bit tough too. But it, I just don't think that our governor at this time has a large, uh, not a thought process, but just I think we're just a an afterthought. I really do, and it's I don't crazy. think he cares. And it's I, crazy, and, and it's going to make November really considering how much recreation and money it brings into the state. It's crazy, right? So today, I mean, now no, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. To you. Now today, he talks about how he doesn't want to let, you know, like Boeing, like is going back to work. Farmers markets in downtown Seattle, yeah, I are saw going that. are are opened back up. Parks and recreation in downtown Seattle. They closed for a short time and, and now immediately opened up again. Yeah. And I know why they did that is because they saw crowding in other areas. And so, because people are going to go to where it's open. And you can't close everything down. Mm-hmm. There's private places. There's places that are ran by this county, this city, this, the, you know, the state, whatever. So they close some of them down. It just con- concentrates them there. So then they open some stuff back up. But yet, he says in a speech today that, well, he really wants to keep our aerospace industry up and going because that's special to Washington. But what about like our what about like our fishing industry and what about you know I mean there's a lot of other industries and I mean I'm going to say fishing now because that's what it's a fishing mm-hmm. podcast. There's a lot of industries in the state of Washington. It's like how does what really gives him the right to pick winners and losers when he doesn't have the freaking evidence to support exactly. it? I mean exactly. it feels good, it feels right, <sighs> but 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 to us we get to sit back on social media and look at 49 other states go fishing. And not have any consequences from that. Yeah. They're just not there. Show me the evidence. It's not there. And it's not there now. A month ago, we didn't know that. Yeah. We know that now. And it's pretty sad. Because like I said, he teased out that recreational thing yesterday. And then today, crickets. Let's just hope it opens soon. April 22nd. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll get lucky. Yeah, maybe we'll be having a whole different podcast. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, like, I think you and I, like, we're just going to have to come in here and do these podcasts. We're going to have to keep... I mean, I'm not saying when you open fishing or you go fishing that it's, you know, 
all your, all this social distancing is off and it's just full on full tilt, you know, yeah. because a lot of states have restrictions within their fishing, whether they've closed popular boat ramps, popular bank fisheries, like check this out, the state of Maryland, right, which is probably one of the more restrictive states in the country right now, as far as fishing goes, they thought their fishermen were so important that they said, if you go fishing, you can't go recreational boating. But if you do go boating and you're going fishing, that's okay. But if you go out there, it's no catch and release. You better keep what you eat. Yep. I mean, that speaks volumes. When you have a state that is like closing, they are being very, they're being way more restrictive from what I'm hearing and kind of understanding, even more than Washington. But they're that restrictive and they're still saying, go fishing. Keep what you eat because we understand that it's a sustenance. We understand that this is what people do, and we're still going to let you do it. But you can't go pleasure boating. Well, from what I heard, like last weekend on Lake Washington with like one big giant freaking ski boat party yacht, you know. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. But we can't go fishing. I'm sure. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's past the point. I'm over it. Same thing I saw at Horseshoe Lake in Woodland. It was like a sailboat convention. Right. It well, yeah, like... Columbia <laughs> driving over I-5 Bridge. It's like, yeah. yep, all, everyone's out in their boats. And it's like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want some of you guys, if you're watching, comment. Drop a comment. Let us know what you guys think about this situation, whether your opinion is the same as ours or whether it's different. We'd love to hear just your guys' kind of takes on it. So if you're watching on YouTube or you're watching on any of these platforms, make sure you drop a comment and let us know uh, kind of what you think. What else is going on? Well, I mean, right now, you know, from unfortunately, we're not doing any fishing. But, uh, you know, right now, seeing what we're seeing other people and uh Seeing what's been going on across the country, there seems to be some really good fishing going on. It seems like the salmon run is actually showing up yeah. pretty damn, damn. Uh, I guess it'd be more robust than we've seen in the last uh, couple years. Yeah. Um, you know the forecast. I'll, I'll say it because you know it, it's a river name, whatever. Like the Willamette, for instance. Yeah, we say Willamette well. in Columbia, though. Okay. Yeah, I know, but I, yeah. I didn't want to because there's not very many places to fish these days. Ha! But. Go hit the Willamette. The forecast, the forecast was the same as it was last year, but last year it underperformed. So last year they thought they were going to get about forty thousand back spring chinook. They only got about twenty five. So they restricted the Willamette uh, to, to one rod. They thought that I they were really going to try to push for days per week in the Willamette, but it does show that they're looking like there's going to be some fish. And now people are saying across the board that the fishing is way more productive than it's been. In the last four to five years in there and is leaps and bounds better than last year and i think you know why because me and you aren't over there in that lower river well that's true i mean i i mean i mean oregon (laughs) Oregon did have to get rid of all their non-resident fishermen to give those poor bastards a chance hey you know what i'll say it (laughs) but totally joking totally joking totally joking but you know they uh but I think it's mimicking the steelhead season, the late steelhead season. Yeah. The steel, the, the late steelhead season has produced way, way, way more fish. The fishing was that much better uh, than it had been in the last five or six years. And then the other, the other overproducing um, run was the smelt. Um, you know, so the last three, you know, steelhead, uh, late returning steelhead, I'm not going to say, I want to really distinguish that between early returning steelhead and late returning steelhead mm-hmm. because some of these early returning hatchery runs are just garbage again but the late stuff whether it be broodstock 
wild steelhead uh, were, were returning really strong. But like I said, then the smelt came in. I think they were only thinking a million and a half pounds, and they thought that they got about four million back, which is, you know, another positive. Mm-hmm. And now springers are showing strong. So it's, you know, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, you know, it's... Uh, I'll take three in a row. <laughs> hopefully with, you know, hopefully Oregon opens opens some non-resident fishing up soon, too. Right. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's I pretty need to get a boat. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah, you do. we got to talk about that. But, you know, it's pretty sad when, you know, I can be a non-resident guide in the state of Oregon. And I can actually go over to Oregon. And I can actually guide Oregon residents if I don't actually fish while I'm guiding them. And it's 100% legal. And I could be doing it every single day. That's how bad Oregon is trying to keep their residents on their water and allowing them to fish. And our Governor Inslee is not. That's how sad that is. It's so crazy. I mean, that really like. And yes, I have the email from the Oregon State Marine Board. Go ahead and message me if you think I'm lying. <laughs> it's That's crazy. Uh, pretty, pretty outstanding. Well, I'm excited to get over there and yeah. go fish for sure, or just fish for anything. I'm right smallmouth. I mean, oh, smallmouth has been so good up in like the gorge and stuff. You know, it was so sad too. Like I said, I, I told you, I you know, we, we kind of held off on the fishing, and I thought, man, I'm going to be taking my kids out. We're going to go get our springers. You know, we're going to go get we're going to smallmouth fish. We're going to be hitting the ponds. I had my raft and all my bass gear just ready to go during that week mm-hmm. uh, that we were just kind of on pause wanting to see what happens and then they closed the door. I mean, that's what pissed me off the most personally. Like just that's where I was that I just felt like that was just the, the biggest kick in the nuts. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's you know, I've got- been seeing some pictures of some fatty smallmouth I know. Some big, big, big Gosh, ones. some of those guys, those those pros at it. Oh, uh-huh. we're having 100 fish days. I'm like, mm, cool. That's so fun. It's so fun when you go over there and do that, too. Uh, that'll be probably the first place I'll go. Part of me wants them to open up fishing, but I'm, I'm one of those guys that I don't believe that I can guide and guide the way I need to be. I don't think guides should guide until hairdressers can cut hair. But that doesn't mean that I believe that fishermen can't fish, you know. So, like, part of me is kind of like, you know, they keep it close to guiding a couple more weeks or keep the non-essential business. Because that's where, like, we really take the hit is, like, the exchange of money. We're conducting business. And whether we want to think so or not, guiding is probably (laughs) non-essential. I think it's essential. A lot of people don't. But... I'm kind of hoping they open fishing, but then they hold off on the guiding for a couple weeks so I can just run my kids around like every bass pond and every smally spot and just go nuts for a couple weeks and try to get out of this freaking funk we're all in. Yeah, that's part of the problem, dude, is I'm just like in this freaking low in my house just sitting there all freaking week like it's gnarly it's dude my wife my wife is like we, we we're joe every morning we're calling it groundhog's day and i've yeah. never seen the movie but i understand it you wake up it's the same day over and over yeah. again that's so true yeah that's so freaking true all right i'm gonna get off the whole COVID thing because we do have something to look forward to and one thing that has happened since the last podcast they did set our fall chinook seasons for the columbia river and up and down the coast and yeah we're definitely going to be high and dry a little bit on some of our coho seasons, but we've got some semi-positive things coming in the Chinook runs. Um, they definitely gave us a little one-two punch on our buoy 10 season, Lower River. Uh, they pushed us back 16 days and then only gave us 11 days down below Tongue Point, but instead of 23, 22, 23 days like they've been the last few years, 
even though we have another you know hundred thousand chinook coming um but we are going to start fishing on august 16th this year and only go to the 27th down in astoria mm -hmm. but we're probably going to catch the same amount of fish so like for those of you guys that are wondering about that and thinking about that like i know we are going to start a little later but there was no reduction in you know the amount of fish that we're going to be able to catch based on our preseason run forecasts mm -hmm. we're just going to catch them that much faster and so like i'm am kind of looking forward to that august fishery because that's going to be a that's going to be why, that's gonna be why a are we going to catch them faster just, just the, later on in the run that's just when the fish the fish are there yeah you know they had to cut off a couple of the weeks uh about 15 days that fishery to, to get some um, additional tule passage you know we're playing that you know uh wild you know can't kill too many old wild tule uh game and they they are really prevalent in the first two weeks of that fishery so they're going to try to let them get by but you know august one some of the upper river fisheries are starting up and so if you're one of those guys that's thinking a little creatively you know, be able to fish upriver on August 1, you're not going to have the fleet below you literally catching 12,000 fish. And there's been some years on August 1, that first there's couple weeks, years you on, can smash them. Yeah, in, in the spot you corked me in, like, yeah. I've done August 3rd, August 5th, and that was back when we were wobbler fishing and not doing, you know, the short bus super series spinners, brass. Is that yeah, section going to be open right there? It is on August 1. So like oh, there's, man, so there's that gonna could be, be some, good. it's gonna be real interesting to see how that fishery develops because you are gonna have like the fleets not touching the water down below you uh, until August 16th, and so there's gonna be a few weeks of passage there. So I, I as much so I don't as much as people want to have oh we're we're only starting August 16th. No, no, we're starting August one, and actually we're starting June 28th out in the ocean too, out in Marine Area one. So nice. What about summer steelhead? Are we going to have any good summer, summer steelhead fishing? Summer steelhead is not looking good, boys. There, it uh, one fish limits then probably. One fish rolling block closures, one fish limit, night restrictions, cold water sanctuary restrictions are all on the table. Um, bottom line is, last year they predicted 118,000 over Bonneville. They only got like 70 something, maybe 80 something, and this year the forecast is only about 100. So maybe they're wrong on this one, though. Maybe, the, maybe right. they're wrong the other you know, way this time. Right. You know, that's what I really hope. So it's Remember like, that one year they said we were going to get like 40,000 sockeye and we got like 4 million? That's one thing <laughs> that is that's shining light on some of the forecasts is they are, for whatever reason, predicting a very strong sockeye run. Over 300,000. And same thing. Last time they predicted a big one, it was a really big one. Yeah. And so some of the guys that go over to, oh, what's the word? Brewster. Uh, Brewster. I'm even thinking about going. I'm going over there regardless. I'm going over there in July, for Just the 4th of July. Got to do it. Fishing with Ryan. Oh, you're going to catch a couple. <laughs> but yeah, I want to go over there too. And I may, I feel like our ocean fishery is the, the, the amount of fish we have to catch there is kind of small. I don't think it's going to go the distance. Like, I don't think it's going to go till that August 16th. I could be wrong. This is just me thinking of like, well, the last two weeks over there, you know, so that upper Columbia sockeye yeah. fishing is really good. Uh, you know, maybe go over there and then go back, uh, go back to the coast in the estuary uh, in August and get ready for that. Anything else? We got any other one couple things I did want to give some people some updates about. We do have a freshly stocked store on our website now. So if you've been looking for addicted floats, we have some addicted floats on there. We have some of the addicted jigs. Some really killer deals in the bargain cave. If you guys are looking for some steals, we have some kind of leftover stuff from the Sportsman Show. And then stay tuned because we're working on our late spring line of apparel. So we have about 10 new styles that are going to be coming out very, very soon. So make sure you're checking back. And what we're going to start doing with our apparel is we're going to be launching 
lines and every single line is going to be limited edition. So when we launch some of this new stuff, it will come out one time and then once it sells out we'll never offer it again so you guys will have an opportunity to kind of get some stuff that's uh, exclusive and not everyone in the world is going to be wearing it so that's what i think we're going to do let me know if you guys are excited about that or if you would rather us not do that i want to know your opinions on it i see a lot of creators and content creators kind of using that that way to sell their apparel so i want to see if you guys want to want us to do that so what else anything else cool Dude, we gotta get to a live. We gotta get to our first fishing live oh my God. studio fishing. <laughs> we have not done any live fishing yet this year. No, no, it's coming though, soon. Oh, and you know, what's sad. Wait, you know, what we dude. could do. You know, what we could do. We should do when we get some good weather. If if Washington is still closed, let's go over to Oregon, jump in with a couple Oregon fishermen, film them fishing live, and we'll just sit there. Exactly. Because we can't do it. Maintain social not, distancing that's... parameters. But that would be actually quite funny. Yeah, that's actually a really good. Quite interesting, Governor Inslee. Why don't we check that out? That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to say, if you guys have not been on our YouTube channel, make sure you head over there, tap that subscribe button, turn on that bell notification. We have been putting out some epic content on the channel. The last three videos that we've posted are some of the some of the most amazing videos that we've put on our YouTube channel, I think to date so make sure you head over there check them out one of them's called addicts go south it's a new series a three-part series of us venturing down to southern oregon and we put a lot of effort and time into filming this thing collaborated with our amazing partner yakima on it so head over to our youtube channel if you haven't been over there yet you really are missing out i promise you that and if you haven't you need to check it out and if you've been on there it's only going to get better it's only going to get better <laughs> and we appreciate every single one of you so thank you again for yep. tuning in thanks again for listening Catch you guys on the next one. Better, guys.